0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to a week episode of Team Count on my radio today. Hope you guys are having a great day today because um, to you seniors out there who actually are graduating, congrats to you guys. I'm very happy that you guys are actually uh, making it through, so I'm hoping that you guys are having a great summer and hopefully you guys are looking for classes Um, for you seniors out there um, especially to you my to my little fresh friends I have you guys back if you guys need help to um, to get schedules in college or anything like that I'll be there to help you and before if you guys are are pretty happy I'll take you around school well not inside but of course outside the building so I'm showing you around just just so you guys can actually have a Little view of the school itself. I mean, it's not like it's not that not that we're allowed to, I guess, do it because it's June, of course, we expect. So it's almost June. So, almost, hope you guys are having a great class. Cause I mean, we don't have class right now. It's not until probably later on in the week. So hopefully you guys are actually getting your schedules ready, getting your um, financial aid. Uh, finish. Otherwise, it's not gonna be easy. If you get into college, I, I I I guarantee you that it's gonna it's gonna be very difficult. It's gonna be very tiring. And I'm going to be checking my grades for right now. And before we get into the the real meat of the news, um, there has been it's elections come election for early elections this week. Um, it's gonna end soon course is gonna end Friday of course but next week next week will be will be the real election so well you guys can come out and vote as uh, a runoff election um, don't expect um, any anything else because a runoff election is gonna be a runoff election basically can't, it's basically a two-round system and sometimes it depends on which state or depending on where, where you live where they will continue from second and first round, so we got we got to wait for what's going on. And don't expect any results, okay? Oh, and right now Texas are is about to be heading off, so I expect you guys to go out and vote, choose your favorite candidate, and hopefully, hopefully they can make changes for you. I don't know, I don't even, I don't, I don't get why we have to do another runoff election. Just it's just ridiculous. I've already voted like more than one time already. I think I've voted like three or four times. That's crazy. Anyway, we're gonna go straight into the news. Hong Kong media tycoon Jimmy Lai to stand trial in high court over national security sedition law sedition charges. Hong Kong moxie media tycoon Jimmy Lai will stand trial over national security and sedition charges at the city's high court, where the maximum sentence is life in prison. The founder of the defunct tabloid Apple Daily appeared in front of Principal Magistrate Peter Law. He's one of the appointed national security judges, along with former staff members of the newspaper and its parent company Next Digital, at the at the West Kowloon Magistrate Court on Tuesday. Law presided over the communal proceeding, whereby a magistrate determines whether there is enough evidence for the case to be transferred to a court of first instance of the High Court for a trial or sentence, and committed lie in three companies to the High Court for trial and remaining six defendants for sentencing. Seventy-four-year-old lie faces charges, including two counts of conspiracy to commit collusion with foreign countries or external elements, one count of collusion with foreign forces, one count of conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer for sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publication. The six defendants, former CEO of Next Digital, Cheng king Cheng Apple Daily former former editor-in-chief Ryan Law, former associate publisher Cheng Pui Mang, former executive editor-in-chief Lam Mang chung ex editor-in-chief of the English version of the English section Fu Kong, and ex editorial writer Yong Qingke, along with three companies, Apple Daily Limited, Apple Daily Printing Limited. It, Apple, Day, Apple Day, Internet, Internet Limited, surrogates of the same conspiracy to commit collusion with foreign forces and conspiracy to put seditious publication charges. The maximum sentence for national security charges is life in prison, and two years in prison for the first sedition fest. Not that it matters, because most of them are already sentenced to the array. Apple Day ceased operation last June, after the arrest of senior executives and freezing up financial assets of three companies. The newspaper headquarters in Chenguano were also raided as part of the police operation involving some 500 officers. The media tycoon has been recommended in custody since December 2020. Since then, Lai has been sentenced to prison over separate pro- protest charges, related charges and is currently on the trial over fraud charges linked to the use of Apple Daily's headquarters in Chenguano. Chen law has been reprimanded since June of last year, while Chan Lam Fung and Young has been rep- has been reprimanded and rep- uh, and July- July- since July last year. The Beijing imposed National Security Law enacted in June 2020 criminalizes collusion with foreign forces, subversion, cession, and terrorist acts, which will broadly defined to include disrupt to transport and other infrastructures. The Sedition law, which falls under the crime ordinance criminalizes incitement to violence, disaffection and other offenses against the administration. I don't understand why. Like what is the point of arresting someone? <laughs> if you live in the British time, people are allowed to publish anything, well unless you unless you live in at the time when left wing um group continue to talk stuff about the about the Brits. So but whatever the whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They don't even care anyway. Moving along, ProBeijing Party Tops Hong Kong, Hong Kong Political Popularity Chart Polls Find A Beijing Party had topped a popularity chart of political groups in Hong Kong, a poll has found. The Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute published the results on Tuesday on, of a phone survey of 1,000 Hong Kong residents examining the city's most popular political parties. Pro Beijing labor and political group, the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Union, was top of the ranking with a score of 43.7 out of 100. Pro Beijing party, the D E B, was in second place. With pro pro democracy Parties, the Civic Par- Civic Party, Hong Kong Association for Democracy and People's Livelihood, and the Democrat Party completing the top five, respectively. <clears throat> it should know it that. However, that outlets of ten, top ten only include political parties which are best known to the public, ranked according to the to their support rating. Other political groups may as well be high, be very high or low support support rating, because they are respectively less well known. They are not included in our final list. The AKP i said in the statement, the Pro League of Social Democrats. Was the only political party that saw a drop in their score by 0.7 to, 3 po- to 3.3. Le- LSD ranked ninth among the top ten parties. Hong Kong P- Hong Kong PRI also asked another 1,000 resident respondents to name up to ten political parties that they were familiar with on prompt. The party mentioned. Mentioned the most by respondents were the DAB, the Democratic Party, of course, the Democrat Party and DAB. Who doesn't know who they are? The Hong Kong FTU Federation of Trade Union, the Liberal Party, the New People's Party, the Civic Party, the Business and Prof- Business and Professional Alliance for Hong Kong, the LSD, the DPL People's Power, the Hispanic Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Union, the Round Table, and Labour Party. Chan Ying, chairperson of the League of Social Democrats, told Hong Kong Press on Wednesday that the drop in the group's score was not a major issue as the fall was with, with within the margin of errors. The survey asked ordinary residents and fami- and recently familiar faces when the LSD are no longer here. It's not surprising that ordinary citizens might have forgotten about us, said Chan. Chan's husband, former lawmaker Leng Guo Hong, who was law- um, Longhair, who is also a member of the League of Social Democrats, is currently in prison over protest-related charges. He also awaiting trials after he was charged under the Beijing Supreme National Security Law with 46 other Democrats who took part in the primary election for the then postponed Legislative Council election. Several other members of the League of Social Democrats have also been, char- has been sentenced to prison over other charges. Um, Jimmy Sham, uh, Figo Chan, and Long Hair, Rafael Wong, as well. Um, to be exact, the LSD chairperson also said that the polls showed the rank of the entire pro-democracy camp dropping quite significantly. For the Penn democrats first of all, they have lost all their seats in the legislature, <laughs> losing a platform for them to express their opinion. Said Chan, and in the civil society, there is a big limitation to protests and petitions. <laughs> As for press conference, there is not much That's not e- much, or even news coverage," Chan said. Now that we don't have seats in the legislature and our actions are not reported, I think it's natural that in ordinary citizens' minds, it is as if we're not here. Since the enactment of the sweeping security legislation in June two years ago, prominent figures in the pro-democracy camp has been persecuted, left to say, or bowed out of politics, following an overhaul introduced. By Beijing to ensure that for Patriots quote unquote government Hong Kong the state legislature has only one self non pro-establishment candidate among 90 seats. <laughs> Avery M, Secretary of the L- Secretary General of the LSD, responded to the polls on f- on Facebook on Thursday, saying, "Sorry, few of us has been has been a bit busy serving time in prison lately. Has been recently busy serving in jail lately." Sorry, a few of us have been bit busy serving time in jail, jail recently. Please raise your hands if you all have any complaint about the LSD, the post read. I will try my best to satisfy you all. If there is something that we cannot accommodate, sorry. It was released was released last month after he completed the time in prison for over two unauthorized assemblies that was held in 2019 during the anti-extradition bill protest. He was sentenced to 14 months and two weeks in jail. Of course, if people said that, if we said that, have you heard about these groups before? Most of them have either forgotten or they don't even know anymore. Why? It's because they've been in they've been in jail for so long, and we don't even know what what happened to these guys. And I'm hoping those people in prison are holding up strong spirit. That's all I wanted to see. <laughs> I mean, I might say multiple times, I don't want, I want to visit them. But do you think it's gonna be necessary? Yes, it is necessary. Why not? Because whoever visit them, you guys are part one. You are gold. And if you come report back that, and if you said that they're all well, if you come back and say they're all well and good, you are gold. I'm happy to hear about that. Anyway, we're gonna, go, we're gonna keep moving on. Hong Kong National Security Police demanded an online outlet to remove sensitive content, the founder says. Hong Kong National Security Police have demanded an online news outlet which had ties with the defunct opposition group to remove sensitive content, the platform founder has said. In a Facebook post on Wednesday, Wang Young-that, the founder of Passion Times, said he has received a notice from the National Security Department of the police that morning asking for some sensitive content to be deleted. The 42-year-old confirmed with Hong Kong Press that the content in question had been published on his news site but refused to disclose any, any further details. The head of the digital outlet also founded Sip Passion, a political party with roots in the localist movement that was considered to be more a radical fact- be more factions of the broader opposition camp. Wong quit the group and continued to run Passion Times independently before the party disbanded last September when its chairperson Chen Tai was ousted from the legislature after being ruled being not patriotic patriot enough for public office. Wong said he had handled the matter in accordance with the police request and declined to comment on what legislation was cited in the document or the potential penalty for non-compliance. Being in Hong Kong today and continue to do media work, the risks are getting greater day by day. But I'm still in Hong Kong. I still host programs every day, one roll on Facebook. Before we succeed, we definitely should not give up on our dreams, he added. In response to Hong Kong free press inquiries, police said on Wednesday night that they would not comment on individual cases. Any action taken by the police is based on actual circumstances and handled in accordance with the law," the police said in an, empty, in an email reply. The force went on to say that Article 43 of the National Security Law stimu- stipulate that police can request a removal online post deemed a potential leading to a national security offense. The aim of the restriction power is to prevent and curb acts and activities endangering national security. Citizens can continue to use the internet legally without being affected, police said. On its Facebook page, Passion Times describes itself as a multimedia platform that comprehensively combines news, online broadcasts, and social activism. It has more than 475,300 followers on Facebook, while Instagram has has a following of around 18,800, which is... Which is a decent amount, okay? That's not. I'm not gonna lie. It is a quite decent amount. Security and connection. With that news: Security police ordered a news outlet to remove entries on the 2016 Hong Kong national flag contest reports. The sensitive content, which which an online news outlet was ordered to delete on national security grounds, were pictures suggesting a new national flag for Hong Kong, according to local media. Passion Times founder Wong Wing on Wednesday, that he and the outlet were approached by national security police over a sensitive content, but declined to elaborate. Sing Tao, Ming Pao, and Hong Kong One site sources as saying that Passion Times had organized a Hong Kong national flag design competition in May 2016, which attracted 63 designs. Some 2,000 people voted online to choose the national flag, which was showcased in a flag ceremony raising ceremony during a a march on July 1st that year. The source said the competition itself was expected to be a means of African independence. The fact that Passion Times kept photos on his websites after after the national security law was enacted in 2020 was challenging the law. The security law, which was imposed on Hong Kong by Beijing on June 2020, criminalizes subversion, secession, collusion with foreign forces, and terrorist acts with maximum penalty of life imprisonment. <laughs> I have nothing to add about the case, Wong told Hong Kong Free Press, when asked if he could verify the report in Sing Tao and other media. He declined the comment when asked to confirm whether the outlet has removed the content. The head of the digital also found it specific passion. A political party with roots in the local and the localist movement that considered to be more radical factions of the broader opposition camp. Wong quit the group and continued to run Passion Times independently. Before the party disbanded last September, when when its chairman when its chairman Chen Chum Tai was ousted from the legislature after being ruled not patriotic enough for public office. On his Facebook page. Passion Times describes itself as a multimedia platform that comprehensively combines news, online broadcasts, and social activists. It has more than 475,300 followers on Facebook, while its Instagram page has around 18,800 followers. (laughs) Police have said that under Article 43 of the National Security Law, the force can request the removal of Online posts deemed likely to incite national security offences. What does that supposed to mean? I don't know, and do I care? No. It's our right to say something? We live. You have to let us say it based on the basic law. We didn't. I didn't. Here's the thing. If you look in the UK, there many people demand independence. Um, demand Scotland to be independent, and no one says anything otherwise. Almost said anything, even England allowed them to run in the in the Scotland Sea. Independent publisher rejected from taking part in a Hong Kong Book Fair. An independent publisher founded by a teacher who was injured in the 20, 2019 protests and unrest has been rejected from participating in the Hong Kong Book Fair. In <laughs> a statement published on Tuesday night, Hillway Press said it hasn't. Has been notified by the Hong Kong Trade Development Council on Monday, on Monday evening, that is requesting to participate in the Hong in the Hong July Book Fair has been not approved without any explanation. The publisher said they had been invited to join the book fair on May six, but was told the night before that it had has been delayed because of unforeseen technical problems. to same. Read. Raymond Young, the founder of Hillway Press, and I realized I just kick on something else. Raymond Young, the founder of Hillway Press, told Hong Kong Press, "Taiyaz asked the the HKTDC about the technical difficulties, but was not giving any specifics." The publisher said in a statement that Hong Kong Annual Book Fair was a thermometer measuring the freedom of publishing in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong DC rejection of, mis- of an institution which exhibits socio-political political text was willing to obey by regulations means that Hong Kong readers won't have the opportunities to encounter these books," the statement read. The publisher said it was extremely regretful that the organizers was unwilling to give reasonable explanation to ease people's concern. In response to Hong Kong Free Press inquiry, the the Hong Kong T D C said that it will not comment on individual cases as when organizing any event. It's not common that some application may not be successful. Young Hong Young told Hong Kong Free Press that the largest cost when was the time invested in preparation for the book fair. There is real planned release for a new book in July and we negotiated with a contractor about the design of the Several large events, he you know, said. He added that they had more and more products with a large number of book fair customers in mind. We have overprinted, but we may might, might be able to sell all of them over the long period, he said. During last week's book fair, Huawei press attracted complaints over three books that Hong Kong TDC believes might be a breach of the Beijing's imposed national security law. The books wrote on Tuesday's statement that police officers had expected their booths the day after the complaint was made last year and told them that there were no issues with the books in question. Young told Hong Kong press that while the Hong Kong TDC had sent them a letter afterwards, it only mentioned the complaints and remained and remind them to follow the law. They did not say we breach any rules, he said, and that there was no follow-up by either the Hong Kong TDC or the police. Hillway Press said in a statement that it was always mentally prepared to have an alternate plan for being rejected in- from taking part in the annual book expo. The publisher announced in the same statement that it would be hosting its own book fair that truly belongs to Hong Kongers. Young said the main goal for the, alter- the alternate book fair was to include overseas Hong Kongers, as many have- who left the city might <coughs> want to be part of the event in Hong Kong or purchase local products. He said the Independent Book Expo, which launched around the same time as Hong Kong's book fair, was scheduled for July 20th to the 27th. However he might he said it might be challenging to find an ideal venue at the short note uh, such short norms and was considering the possibility of hosting on the event online. It's obviously so hard that they can't even they can't even publish anything. It's it's just it's just hard, you know. That we can't even we can't even publish anything without us being persecuted. Up next, there's a couple more news coming up, but we'll be right back. Welcome back. Hong Kong government restructuring to add three deputies, two new bureaus, and cost Hong Kong, cost about 95 million dollars a year. Hong Kong government is set to see a reorganization that will add two policy bureaus to existing 13 and dozens of new roles. A revamp that will come. With 95 million annual price tag, the incoming chief executive John Lee said during a press briefing on Tuesday that he hopes relevant relevant work for restructuring will be completed in mid in mid June. Lee will take in the reins from incumbent leader Carrie Lam on July first. Under the revamp, the government will set up a bureau focused on culture, sports, and tourism. Hong Kong Affairs Bureau will become the Home and Youth Affairs Bureau, while Transport and Housing Bureau will split into the Housing Bureau and Transport and, Log- and Logistic Bureau. This will allow the government to more precisely handle transport and housing issues. Two very important matters that the society is concerned with, Lee said. The reorganization, he added, would make the government more effective, or is it going to fail? We already know that. Apart from the changes to the bureaus, the government will also add a deputy position under each of the three highest-ranking posts under the chief executive, the chief secretary, the financial secretary, the justice secretary, following the restructuring, the chief and financial secretaries will oversee nine and six bureaus, respectively. Each deputy is expected to earn a monthly salary of $363,400, Lam first announced plans for a, gu- for a government restructuring, which now include the additions of nine deputies, last October, when she gave the final policy address of her term. Seoul non establishment lawmakers, Tik Ji told Hong Kong Press that the reorganization was quite a big change. The year expenditures was $32 million when Lam, Lam announced her, pl- her proposal. Now it's 95 million dollars," he said. "They hope," he, Dick said. "He hoped that the government could set key performances indicators for each bureau to hold them accountable and show Hong Kong that the organization was justified. The government must tell us what indicators there are to show this that this restructuring has raised effectiveness and coordination after it pl- t- takes place," he said. And that uh, the claims that it would improve the effectiveness of, the, of governance could not be made so generally, things however that the, he maintained an open mind regarding the changes. Meanwhile, lawmaker Regina Yip told Hong Kong Free Press she believed the event was long overdue. She said the party she chair, the New People's Party, had put forth a, new, a reorganization plan in the, in the 2011 proposing addition of deputies for the chief secretary and financial secretary, the chief secretary and financial secretary look after a large number of bureaus. They have attended a lot of meetings, and the financial secretary also needs to sit on some corporate board meetings. She said, "The party did not propose a deputy for the justice secretary, but said this could be justified because the work of the justice department have grown a lot." Lee said, said on Tuesday that he hoped the justice secretary and deputy justice secretary could explain in a full yeah in the full legal system in Hong Kong because overseas politicians have been bad mouthing the state rule law because they're not using it correctly for God's sake they're not they're not using it what the basic law is telling them on the expansions of the home Bu- affairs bureau to the home youth and youth affairs bureau. I don't know what the difference, anyway. Ip said she hoped the bureau could conduct polls to survey the concerns of young people and conduct discussions with youth across the blue spectrum. The government has done a really poor job in connecting with the young people. Yeah, you connect with young old people, you never connect with the young people. <laughs> like if people like us is gonna be fooled, you already know how we are. We're not fooled by the government. Unless you count oh, people are dumb. No, they're not dumb. Um, I'm telling you the truth. They're not dumb. Is just that. Just take it and just and just make money. That's it. That's all the government. That's really what the government cares, and that's what they will will care about only. All right. If you say that they care, they don't. That's just the truth. Because nowadays, what do we care? Because the gu- because as nowadays the Hong Kong SAR government, all it cares about politics and politics and politics. Because if you say we are doing our best, what best can you give us? That's what I want to ask. What best can you give us? Nothing. Nothing at all. And I feel like I feel like we're basically being pounded every day by the Hong Kong government. And there's and there's of course nothing we can do about it because the Hong Kong government keep on persecuting many of the pro-democracy people even though they didn't commit any crimes. What's the dishes of a primary election? It just makes it it just makes the law even more dumber now. <clears throat> What's the point of passing it anyway? It doesn't doesn't actually work. <sighs> not that I care any not not that I care much anyway because it doesn't work in my opinion. It doesn't work on an honest truth. Honest truth if you pass this kind of law but there's no reason to pass it then well don't do it. Just don't freaking do it for God's sake. And if, if I can get this If I can find more news again. It's been it's been so long guys. I I'm so exhausted. But I'm doing this for you guys, but even I'm tired. But I'm doing this for you guys because I need to give you guys some news and some form of information and ideas here. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. Did I know they have a fan club? Anyway, we're going to go back to it. U.S. charges Chinese agents, American citizens, with spying. And my mouse is going over the place. <laughs> the, United, the United States said it has charged four Chinese intelligence officers with helping an American citizen to spy on prominent critics of China. Together, all five conspired to silence Chinese dissidents, pro-democracy activists, and human rights leaders. New York prosecutors said in a statement. The US citizen, 73 year old Wang Shu Jun, a prominent Chinese born academic living in New York, was arrested on March on suspicion of acting as an agent of the Chinese government. The indictment, dated Tuesday, accuses him of using pro democracy organizations that he founded to covertly collect information about prominent activists and human rights leaders. Persecu- Federal persecutors say he passed on the information to his handlers inside China. Ministry of Secretary of State Security, Feng He, Ji, Jieji, Ming Li, and Liu Keqing. The agents directed directed Wong to target Hong Kong pro-democracy activists, advocates for Taiwan independence, Uyghurs and Tibetan activists, the broken persecutors. He passed on the message he passed on a message to the four using cr- encrypted messaging applications and emails, as well as doing face-to-face meetings in China, according to the Department of Justice. Wong faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. His four code of remain at large. Wong was arrested on March 17th as the U.S. Attorney for Eastern District of New York Brand, Brand Peace announced charges in three separate cases. In one, MSS or, or Minis, Min, Ministry of State Security Agent Ling Chi Ming, 59-year-old, was accused of conspiracy to harass a congressional candidate who was a student leader of the pro-democracy demonstrations in Tiananmen Square in 1989. In other cases, Fan Frank Liu, 62, of New York, Matthew seberis 49-year-old, New York again, and Qing Jason's son and Chang Jason's son, four-year-old of China, were charged with conspiring to act as an agent of the Chinese government. That's just why the more you, the more you screw up, the more you're gonna get arrested. That's your fault, it ain't ours. That's the reason why it start. This kind of case it became much more scary for us, cause God knows what's gonna happen to us. God knows what's it's gonna it's gonna bring to us. Are we going to get killed? We don't know that, because if they go a child of his family, they would have been arrested by then. Four reprimanded men in custody over the twenty nineteen protest case linked to the Hong Kong activists who tried to flee to Taiwan. I don't know about read the news all right cause I gotta make sure no I did't okay. Four men including two who fled to Taiwan by speedboat in twenty nineteen have been reprimanded in custody. After after pleading guilty in a protest-related chase, and my keyboard's busted again, <coughs> Lee Weidong became the fourth defendant to, ple- to enter a plea a guilty plea over processions of items, with intent to destroy or damage property in front of Judge Douglas Yao at the district court on Wednesday. Chang Chung Chen Jiho and Liu Jimang Mang have already been have already pled guilty to the same charge. The defendant stood accused of conspiring to commit arson with the intent to endanger life in september 2018, while Hong Kong was in the midst of the month long protests and unrest for which they are still which for which they are all acquitted. They all faced an alternative charge of possessing an item with the intent to destroy or damage property. A fifth defendant, Tang Gai Yun is currently serving a three-year jail term in mainland China for orchestrating the attempt escape to Taiwan via speedboat for 12 Hong Kongers. Chen ji and Liu were among the group, which were caught by mainland Chinese coast guard. Liu, was a mine, who was a minor at the time of an unsuccessful escape, was not charged by Chinese authority while Chang was jailed for seven months in the mainland for crossing the border illegally. The prosecution accused the defendants of processing a half-made petrol and thermite bombs in a 360-square-foot unit in Wandae on September 30th, 2019. Police also found materials they believed that it could be used for making explosives. According to the prosecution, security cameras footage captured the defendants entering and leaving the building, as well as buying drinks and glass bottles from a nearby shop. Receipts of the purchase were found in Lee's personal belongings. Chang Chum said he knew Tang via messaging app Telegram, was aware of Tang's plan to make petrol bombs. Chen said he refused to help Tang to make explosives and only went up to the ones at unit out of curiosity. Chang also testified that Tang handed him a key card to a Union so that Chen could help bring other people in. The prosecution said the police have recovered Telegram chat history in which Chen Chum and Tang discussed it making petrol bombs And using them against the police, including um, on October first, twenty (laughs) nineteen, a video of petrol bomb being thrown was also found in Lee's phone. His browser history was said to show he searched for the phrase "making petrol bombs." The prosecution cited a government chemist as saying there was enough materials found in the unit for sixteen petrol bombs. The chemist also said petrol bombs and thermite bombs can cause serious injuries, such as grade four or five burns and damage to their respiratory and neurological systems. Y'all adjourned the case to May 24th for mediation and sentencing. They kept delaying So what's the point of having the case in the first place? <laughs> They're young, it's best up to rehabilitate them and then bring them back into society. Oh yeah, like if the police is gonna care about it. <laughs> oh no, like they care. What else can we look at? We've been talking about politics so far, so let's just continue to do it. Head of Hong Kong's journalist group to join six-month UK fellowship program will not actively seek re-election. The head of the Hong Kong's largest journalist group, which had come under fire from the security minister, said he, had, he might he would have left the city for six months to join the Reuters Institute Fellowship program at Oxford University, starting in early October. Ronson Chen, chairperson of the Hong Kong Journalists Association, announced his decision on Facebook that he planned to return to the state after the program ended. The Hong Kong Journal Association, like dozens of other civil society groups, had come under pressure since the Chinese draft the Chinese draft national security law came into force. I know many of my people, many of my friends, citizens and readers who have cared about me will hope that I know when I when to stay or leave, but choose but you but use a cliche. I will miss Hong Kong and the program said they they hoped partip- participants will c- return to their place of origin after the program and Facebook read. Therefore, I would speak and act, act cautiously in the U K, United Kingdom and return to Hong Kong after half a year's study as planned. Since the anti extradition bail protests and enacted of the security law in June 2020, civil society groups including the Hong Kong Journal Association, have faced pressure from authorities as well as criticism from pro-Beijing and state media. How about you leave them alone, that's it. Earlier this month, a scholar and trustee of the six twelve Humanitarian Relief Fund, Po Kong, was arrested at the Hong Kong International Air- Airport as he was leaving-, leaving the city for an academic post in Europe. In March, Paul Harris, the former head of the Bar Association, left Hong Kong hours after being questioned by the National Security Police. Chen, who is due to speak on Topic Press Freedom at the City's City's Correspondent Club on Monday, said he was not worried about being arrested at the airport. I don't want them to say that I've been absconding. If they want to arrest me, they will. It's such a rare opportunity for for people like us, who got only 14 marks in the Tonga Certificate of Education Examination, I've seized the opportunity. Of course I will go, Chen. Chen told Hong Kong Free Press. When asked why he had pl- planned to return to Hong Kong, Chen said he never intended to leave and he was only going for further studies. Sec- sec- Secretary for Security Chris Tang last September expressed doubts about the Hong Kong Journalist Association professionalism and alleged political bias. The Association said at the time it was merely trying to safeguard press freedom, which pro- is protected under the Basic Law. In January, the Registry of Trade Union demanded that the Hong Kong Journals Association provide answers on how certain events it had held. Queen movie screening and book launches were relevant to its objective. The chairperson said the, the Association had responded to the RTU's request but, but had yet to hear back from them. Chan also said in a Facebook post that he would not actively seek re-elections as the press group chairperson, Hong Kong Journalists Association, Will elect a new executive committee on June 25th at its annual meeting. The chairperson urged those who were willing to take over the post and told all Free press that he will be only considering his options again if, he's, if no one else stands. To be honest, you can only guess the results. Someone said that I've always said I would run in the election, no one else will come forward. And I agree. Because it becomes a, sc- a scary thing nowadays that we can't even do anything anymore. <clears throat> Hong Kong Court adjourns sedition case against martial arts co- coach to July. Assistant denied bail. A Hong Kong court has adjourned till July the case of a martial arts coach accused of breaching the colonial era sedition law while his assistant was denied bail for a second time on national security grounds, even though she does not face such a charge. Coach Dennis Wong, 59 year old, and his assistant. Irie, Irie Chung, were both set to appear before Principal Magistrate Peter Law on Thursday, but Wang was absent as he had tested positive for COVID-19, Chung sat on dock alone. The pair has been detained since their arrest on March 20th, which we talked about already. Right? Wong is then accused of inciting hatred against the Hong Kong government and violence through social media posts by his martial arts class. He also accused of possessing offensive weapons, including three words. Including three, three, including three swords, um, three machetes, and an axe, as well as owning two crossbows without a license. His 62-year-old assistant is charged with possessing an offensive weapon, including three machetes and an axe, and owning five crossbows without a license. Prosecutor on Thursday asked for a eight-week adjournment to give time for police to finish examining. The arrows that were seized, allowing forensic, for, uh, forensics officers to unlock the mobile phone relating to the case. They also said they also uh, they said police also needed time to seek legal advice. Wong's lawyer Kenneth Chen and Jones' representative y- Yvonne did then object to the adjournment. The magistrate fixed the next court date for July 12. John again applied for bail, but law said he did not have significant ground for believing that he she would not continue to engage in an acts of day national security if it was granted such a reason such a reason for refusing bail is often cited cited in national security or sedition cases, but John did not had not been charged under either of the laws. Sedition is a offense under the crime ordinance last demanded in 1970 when Hong Kong was still under the British colonial rule. It is different from the sweeping Beijing imposed national security legislation on June, tw- June 30, 2020, which targets secession, subversion, collusion of foreign forces, and terrorist acts. But applications in national security cases have, go through, have to go through a stricter assessment. Judges consider not only not only the defendant's risk of absconding or obstructing justice, but also whether there are significant grounds for believing they would not continue to commit acts endangering national security. The same threshold now often applies to defendants facing sedition charges. After the Court of Final Appeals ruled last December, the sedition also amounts to acts, of endang- acts endangering national security. Okay, saying things online is not even a crime. Unless it, it can be used in an adjective or in verbal, whatever the heck is used. Couple more news before we end here. Barrister arrested over Protester Relief Fund asked Hong Kong court to stop police reading seized pay for documents. Barrister Margaret M, one of the five trustees of a Protester Relief Fund, to be arrested last week have asked Hong Kong High Court for to bar police for reading or using legally legally privileged materials seized during the operation. <laughs> the other arrestees were 90-year-old Cardinal Joseph Zen, culture studies scholar Wei Po Kung, singer activist Denise Ho, and former lawmaker Sid Ho. National Security Police accused them of conspiring to collude with foreign powers. Except for, except for Sid Ho, who is now serving a prison term for a separate pro- protest related case the four others were release on bail police will release on police bail and that's the court to order the police to return any any documents seized from her address that's be protect that's protected by a legal professional privilege or is outside the ambit of the search warrant she was also asked the court to restrain the force from assessing, reviewing, or making use of these materials without her consent, and asked the court to direct police how to handle the matter, the seized document, including the inspections, examination, and photocopying of them, as well as how they determine whether the material falls into privileged categories. In addition, she in addition she seeks compensation from the police for any damages caused by their seizure of previous documents, the police has made no decision yet on her application and filed a similar application to the High Court in January following a police raid and an arrest targeting the non-defunct stand. News. She was the former director of the online media that, and one of those arrested and bailed. I don't understand why, there's no reason to have to hold them for that long anyway. You might as well just release them or let them out. Moving along. Lawyers to seek jury trial for Hong Kong man accused of sedition, says client is autistic. What is going on? The lawyers for a Hong Kong man accused of three counts of sedition is seeking a jury trial in the high court, saying district courts where the sole judge sits have no authority to hear such cases. Defense counsel Stephen Kwan also urged... District Court Judge Guo Wai King to obtain a medical record showing that his client Chang Tai Sum is autistic before sentencing him on another charge unrelated to sedition to which Chen ple- intends to plead guilty. Chang Tai Sum faces one count of inciting others to take part in an illegal assembly and three counts of actions with a seditious intentions in breach of colonial era law. Huang <laughs> told Judge Kwok. On Thursday, that he intended to argue that the district court had no jurisdiction to handle charges under the decision law. The court will hear his argument on June 26. Chen, who was 22, when he was first persecuted, did not apply for bail. Chan is accused of publishing statements on LinkedIn, an online forum, and a Telegram channel with the intention to bring into hatred or contempt to or to incite. To excite disaffection against the central authorities and/or the SR government, to incite persons to violence and/or to counsel disobedience to law or to any lawful order. He also accused of acting with intentions to excite people in Hong Kong to procure the alteration otherwise than a, by lawful means of any other matter in Hong Kong as by law established and to raise concern. Discontent and disaffection amongst inhabitants of Hong Kong. According to the Magistrate Ordinance, a magistrate must transfer cases involving indictable offenses to the district court if the prosecution asks for this. <coughs> but specific offenses are exempt from the rule, including parts 1 and 2 of the Crime Ordinance under, the, under which sedition falls. <coughs> and media. In a media report on on May fifth that when a decision cases came up and the and magistrates court qua, qua objected the um objected to the prosecution application to transfer it to the district court. He said it should be transferred to the high court and tried with a jury, but the magistrate rejected the argument and transferred all the charges to the district court. The decision law, which fall under the crime ordinance, is different from the Beijing and Polish National Security Law. The legislation was last admitted in the 1970s, when Hong Kong was still under the British colonial rule. Criminalizes incitement to violence, disaffection, and other offenses against the administration. does that supposed to mean? How would just release them anyway? Unless they commit a really serious crime, of course. Alright, moving on. There's, there's too many things we got to talk about. Alright, let's talk about... I guess we're going to we'll move on to COVID-19. <clears throat> and I apologize to everyone who I didn't report all of the news, but hopefully I can try to cover them. COVID-19, WHO approves China's single-shot of vaccine. The World Health Organization on Thursday gave a green light to the Chinese manufacturer Casino Bios, Bio's COVID 19 vaccine, a ninth jab to get the WHO seal approval. WHO granted an emergency use listing authorization to the single shot Conviticilla vaccine as China battles and resurgence of virus triggered by the Omicron variant. And they, it is the third. Chinese-made vaccine to be approved by the UN Health Agency after, after Sinovac and Sinopharm. <clears throat> Convicea, Convicea um, Convicea was trying to have 64% efficiency against systematic disease and 92% efficiency against severe COVID-19 WHO said. The vaccine meets WHO's Standards for protection against COVID-19, and the benefits of vaccine far outweighs risk. The UN Health Agency said, said in the statement. WHO's vaccine experts recommend that for people above people age 18 and above, Comirnaty may be used as a booster dose following complete primary series using any other EUL of COVID vaccine said the WHO. The jab have already been rolled out in several countries including China, Argentina, Chile, Malaysia, Mexico, and Pakistan. By the end of 2021, more than 58 million people have already been vaccinated with the jab, including nearly 14 million people in, in China, the WHO said. <coughs> the WHO has now given the, e, the EUL status to 9 COVID-19 vaccines and variations thereof, Pfizer, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna, Sinovac, Sinopharm, Biotech, Novavax, and cansino Bio 10. Bio, of course. to C is based on a modified human ad, um, adenovirus. The AstraZeneca and Jensen vaccine were also based on a viral vector, vector technology. The more traditional approach used a gene genealog- engineered version of the common cold ad virus acid as a vector to shuttle genetic instructions into human cells. Common standards demonstrate a favorable safety profile in the people across different ages group, eliciting strong immune responses with both binding and neutra- neutralizing antibodies, said the WHO. <clears throat> the EUL process, the EUL pr- um, process studies the, the quality, safety, and effic- efficiency a vaccine that involves manufacturing sites inspection. The WHO says the EUL approved gave countries, funders, procuring agencies, and communities insurance that the vaccine had met international standards. WHO's listing pays the way for countries to approve and import a vaccine for distributing quickly, especially those without an international standard regulator of their own. It has also the op- also opened the doors for the jab to enter the CO- COVAX global vaccine sharing facilities, which aim to provide equitable access to a dose around the world, particularly in poorer countries. <coughs> the WHO began reviewing rolling data on the bio on the bio vaccine in August. Other vaccines also also on the path towards a EUL decision <clears throat> With the studying and rolling data of another Sinopharm jab, a vaccine from the f- from the France Sinophy, China's Clover and GFA Longcom, and Iran Iran Shifa farms. <clears throat> the the UL process on Russia's Sputnik V has been has stalled. Hundreds of candidate vaccine had has. has are being worked in laboratories around the countries, the WHO is aware of 156 have been in clinical development tested on humans and 198 on the pre-clinical phase. I don't know why approving China's um, vaccine is even a good idea. Anyway, I don't know how safe it is. We don't know what the dangers behind it, so we don't know what it is. Hopefully, they don't bring it here in the United States. If you guys want to hear more podcasts about Hong Kong, you guys can continue on hearing this podcast every single Monday and Friday. I'm going to say thank you all for support, for, for tuning in on my podcast. And hope you guys are having a great day. And we'll see you and we'll tune in with you guys next time. Thank you so much, guys. <coughs> My Radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Can't hold my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.